Randy Bachman's Vinyl Tap, brought to you by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. This is Randy Bachman, and you're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast. For a full list of songs played, visit randybachman.com slash vinyl tap, and then hit the link. Happy to be here. Happy to be the driver. Put on your seatbelts. I'm taking you for a ride on the rock and roll time machine. We're going to celebrate music from yesterday and today, glue it together with stories and memories. On our theme this week, we're continuing last week's theme, which is songs that have what I think, I hope you agree, the wrong title. When you get to the hook of the song, which is called the chorus, you sing that over and over and over, like taking care of business, taking care of business, or whatever your favorite song is. Some of these don't have that anywhere in it, and they're called something else. So we're going to kick this off in 1967 with the Jefferson Airplane, a song called White Rabbit. And this is about Alice in Wonderland. I think it should be called Go Ask Alice, because that's what she sings all the time. And in the end, she sings, feed your head. Feed. Burton Cummings had just joined the Guess Who in 1967. We had two gigs opening for the Jefferson Airplane. We thought we were great. We had got back from England. We did my generation. People thought we were the Who. Nobody knew the difference back then. We did our own songs that were on the radio. It meant nothing. When Jefferson Airplane came out and sang Somebody to Love and this song, White Rabbit, the place went insane. Burton Cummings and I learned one thing. The power of hit singles on Top 40 Radio blows away or adds real icing to the cake of having album tracks on FM radio. This is written by Grace Slick. I think it should be called Go Ask Alice or Feed Your Head, but it's called White Rabbit, 1967, Jefferson Airplane, Gracie on the vocals. Jefferson Airplane with White Rabbit, now a band formed in 1996 in London. Guy Berryman, Johnny Buckland, Will Champion, and Chris Martin, the lead singer and piano player. This song won at the 51st Grammy Awards in 2009. It is called Viva La Vida. Here we go, a song with a misnamed title. I used to rule the world, Caesar rise when I gave the word now Coldplay, 2008. Now a lady I met in 1966, if you can believe that. Wow. Burton Cummings had just joined the Guess Who. We were playing in Regina, and the newspaper said at the 4D, which was the fourth dimension coffee house, which held maybe 20 people, was Canada's new hope and female Gordon Lightfoot. Her name was Joni Anderson, but she had just married Chuck Mitchell. So they were billed as Joni and Chuck Mitchell, and they were playing a sellout at the 4D in Regina. I had the day off, and at the Joni Mitchell show that night in Regina, I met a woman who I later married. We had six children together, and Tal was our oldest child. You all know who Tal is. She went on to be huge. 
at the same time, I met Buffy St. Marie in the mid-60s in Regina, Saskatchewan. So I met these two wonderful ladies, queens of the prairies, basically. Here's a song called Big Yellow Taxi, and I think, maybe you agree, it should be called Take Paradise and Put Up a Parking Lot. Joni Mitchell, 1970, Big Yellow Taxi. Oh, Joni Mitchell, Big Yellow Taxi, or it should be called, you take paradise and put up a parking lot. Now a song title that makes no sense at all. S-W-A-B-L-R by Cream, 1967, from their album Disraeli Gears. Cream was an incredible power trio that was formed in the late 60s, like 67. I was there with the Guess Who in 1967, where Hendrix had just started. Clapton had quit the Yardbirds and started Cream, and it was a wonderful time to be in London. The Who was big, the Stones were big, the Beatles were still rocking. It was great. This song is called Swabbler, or S-W-A-B-L-R, which Jack Bruce, the singer, said... She was like a bearded rainbow. I don't know what that means because it should be S-W-L-A-B-R, not Swabbler, but I don't know. It's one of these weird song titles, but it totally rocks. Okay, this is Eric Clapton at his best. This is Eric Clapton playing an S.G. Les Paul through a little amp like he played on Beano, the famous John Mayo uh, Blues Breakers album. This is Eric Clapton, 1967, Jack Bruce on vocals. Cream is the band. The song is called... Swabbler, and I would well, maybe want to call it She Came to Me in the Morning. I would call that if I was trying to explain the song to someone or what it was called. Here we go, Swabbler. There's another title. The Rainbow Has a Beard. That was Cream. You want to send us some mail? Send it to Randy's Vinyl Tap, P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, B.C., Canada, Victor 8 Leonard 3 Sam 6. Email can go to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com. We're continuing with misnamed songs. Here's one from the great Canadian rock and roller, Sam Roberts. This song is called Brother Down from 2002, and I would call it, which I thought was the greatest hook when I first heard it, I feel that life is passing me by. He should have called it that, but he didn't. Here's Sam Roberts, Brother Down. Sam Roberts with Brother Down, and now a great Canadian band. A song written by a great Canadian, 
His name is Robbie Robertson. He was a guitar player and did a lot of lead singing in the band. I first met him around that time in about 67 when the Guess Who went to Toronto. And he was playing with Ronnie Hawkins at the time, the Hawks. And here is a great song from 1968. Now they're called The Band because Dylan has named them that and they're backing Bob Dylan. Music is called Big Pink because they lived in Woodstock, New York and a house that was painted pink. Nobody wanted to rent this house, so that's why they rented it because the house was owned by somebody else and they couldn't change the color. It stayed pink. The song is called The Weight. I would call it, and so would you, Take a Load Off Annie. The band, written by Robbie Roberts in 1968, The Weight. The Weight by the band. Take a load off Annie. Here's a song, I have no idea what the, <laughs> what the title means, but it is a true title because it's called After the Gold Rush, and which we all know was in San Francisco uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and there was a big gold rush, so that's what made that city. And Neil Young, Broken Arrow Ranch, was just outside of San Francisco. I've been there many times. So here's Neil, written by Neil and David Briggs, a song that I would call, Look at Mother Nature on the Run in the 1970s. Call it Mother Nature on the Run. He called it after the gold rush. Here's Neil Young, 1970. That was Neil Young with After the Gold Rush. Now a rockin' song by Train called Drops of Jupiter from 2001. The album was called Drops of Jupiter. Train is a San Francisco band formed in 1993 with Pat Monahan, Jimmy Stafford, Rob Hoskins, Charlie Cullen, and Scott Underwood. They won three Grammy Awards and had this monster hit. Train 2001, Drops of Jupiter. in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head She acts like summer and walks like rain reminds me that there's a time to change Drops of Jupiter and now we take you to the metropolis of Ajax, Ontario where this band called Sum 41 was formed. Sum 41 was Derek Wibley, Dave Bash, Jason McCaslin, and Steve Jocks. They were nominated for seven Juno Awards and won twice Group of the Year in 2003 and Rock Album of the Year in 2005. Here they are with a mistitled song from 2001, Sum 41, and it is called 
fat lip. That was Sum 41 with Fat Lip. And that was a song that I stumped Todd with because it's called Two Princes and We Don't Know Why. Written by Mark White, Eric Shankman, Chris Barron, and Aaron Cumless. They are called The Spin Doctors. It's 1993. They're from New York City. And this is a great song. They don't say two princes anywhere in there. If they do, it's buried under the guitars. I would call it If You Want to Call Me Baby or Go Ahead Now. You'll recognize this song, 1993. Princes with the Spin Doctors. Should have been called Go Ahead Now, Tell Me, Call Me, but it was great hooks and a great song. If you want to find the song list, go to my website, Randy's Vinyl Tap, and they give you the song list of what we're talking about and what's played in each show and the theme of each song. Because we can't do that in a podcast, it just only exists that way. So you got to go to my website. So if you've ever been in London, I love going to England and traveling all over, you get to the city called Birmingham, and it's a lot like Hamilton, Ontario. A beautiful city on the water, and then suddenly there's these gigantic cement concrete factories on the water, and they are pumping out black smoke that does not smell too nice. This is not exactly a lilac farm, or a, it's not a flower garden. These guys are pumping out. They're making steel. There's steel factories and iron. And this band was from there. They were called Black Sabbath. And so they called their music, they called them the heavy metal band, because Birmingham makes heavy metals, right? We all know Black Sabbath with double O, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Omi, the three-fingered guitar player, Geezer Butler on bass, and Bill Ward on drums. The song reached uh, number 13 on the Billboard charts. It's from their fourth album. Here's the Birmingham band Black Sabbath featuring Oz on vocals. The song is called Super Knot, and it is mistitled. <laughs> Black Sabbath with Supernaut. Randy Bachman's Vinyl Tap. Brought to you by You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. This is Randy Bachman, and you're listening to the Vinyl Tap Cast. For a full list of songs played, visit randybachman.com slash vinyl tap, and then hit the link. Welcome back to Randy's Vinyl Tap and our confusing show and maybe it will unconfuse you songs that are mistitled 
These guys are two of the greatest songwriters in the world. They've had 50 years of writing hit songs. They are Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. The lyrics to this song are absolutely amazing. Mick Jagger writes great lyrics. If you listen to the lyrics of Brown Sugar or Jumping Jack Flash, and especially this song, Sympathy for the Devil, which I would call, Pleased to meet you, hope you guessed my name. 1968, The Rolling Stones, great, great song called Sympathy for the Devil. I call it, Pleased to meet you. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Me damn sure the pilot washed his hands. The Rolling Stones with Sympathy for the Devil. Now we're going to go to the punk rock that saved rock and roll. Every, you know, rock and roll comes out and it came out in the late 50s and then it dies and it gets mutated. And every once in a while, somebody goes back to the origin and they call it punk rock or garage rock because you practice in your garage, right? Your parents don't want you in the house. You soundproof the garage. You put up blankets and sleeping bags and carpets and pillows and you go out there and play with your band. So this punk rock band saved rock and roll. It was the early 90s. Everything was getting very synthetic. Synthesizers, drum machines, and out came Kurt Cobain, Chris Novoselic, and Dave Grohl. You know Dave Grohl. He's in the Foo Fighters. He's now a guitar player, singer. But then he was the drummer for Nirvana, N-I-R-V-N-A, 1991, written by Kurt, Chris, and Dave. From the album Nevermind, the song would be nominated for Grammy Awards. It is a classic rock teen anthem they were from aberdeen washington state just outside of seattle and the song is smells like teen spirit was Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, even that title makes no sense. How can you smell like teen spirit? But what made that album and single was the energy of the band, the punk, the clothing. It was against everything. It was like the Sex Pistols years years before in England. It was a monster hit. It was fabulous. Nirvana with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Now I saw this lady. She's a rock and roll legend. I saw Chrissy Hine uh, several years ago opening for Stevie Nicks in Toronto. And to be very polite, I would say Chrissy Hine stole the show. She came up with her band, her on her rhythm guitar, on her Telecaster guitar, a great guitar player, the original guitar player she had, the drummer and a bass player. She played about 12 hit songs. She was phenomenal. This song is called Brass in Pocket. And I, I don't know why. Because it should be called something else. Gonna make you, gonna make you. We'll decide when it's all done and played. You decide what you would call it. But here's The Pretenders, written by Chrissy Hine and James Honeyman Scott, 1979, Brass in Pocket. Got brass in pocket. Got battle. I am gonna use it. Intention. 
That was Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. I don't know what we would call that. I'm going to make you see. I'm special, so special. That's a good title. Okay, let's re-release that. Our show this week is about misnamed songs. Here's a song from The Cult in 1985, written by Ian Asbury and Billy Duffy. I remember seeing the video from this. It caught my eye because Ian Asbury's playing a beautiful white falcon, Gretsch. He's got white bell-bottoms on that are flapping in a breeze that's blowing, which is just a fan off of camera. And the song's from 1985. The band is called The Cult. And the song is called She Sells Sanctuary. And maybe we'd want to call it the world turns or the world turns around. That was the cult with the tongue twister. She sells sanctuary. It's like she sells seashells by the seashore. And now, uh, you know, I was scrolling the internet last night and a thing popped up that said, the top 20 Canadian bands. And I thought, hmm, I wonder how far back this goes. Would I be in there? And uh, I'm very grateful that in the top 20 bands, was uh, the Guess Who and Bachman Turner Overdrive. And I'm happy to be in there because with some really, really amazing bands. And when I, and it scrolls down, 20, 19, 18. And I'm in there somewhere with two different bands, which is pretty cool. And then it gets to number one. And I totally agree with this. The number one Canadian band is Rush, 1979. These guys were incredible. Amazing musicians on their own together. They played music that I'm only just starting to understand at this point. Great bass player, great drums, great singing, great songwriting, everything. This song was a big hit for them. It reached number 50 on Billboard's from the album Permanent Waves. They've won seven Grammy Awards. They've won Juno Awards, International Achievement Awards. And here they are with their great song called The Spirit of Radio, which they never say in the song. It's a misnamed song. Written by Neil Peart, the drummer, who's the great lyricist, Geddy Lee, the bass player, and Alec Lifeson, probably Canada's greatest guitar player. Rush, 1979. The Spirit of Radio. Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Hi, I'm Randy Backman, and it's time again for another special You Discover Music capsule. The Vinyl Tap Machine takes us way back for this special Universal Music release. In 1985, two L.A. bands decided to get together. They were the Hollywood Roses and the L.A. Guns. And the Guns meant guitars. There's the L.A. Gun Club. It's all guitar guys. They became, put them together, Guns and Roses. Wow. 35 years ago, on July the 21st, 1987, the band released its debut album, which featured four top ten singles. It's considered one of the biggest debut album releases of all time. 
and the success continues. Three of those songs are featured in the Thor film, Love and Thunder. Here's the number one single from Guns N' Roses. You'll know this one. Slash is starting it off. Sweet Child of Mine. Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses from their debut album, Appetite for Destruction. A special anniversary box set of Appetite is now available at youdiscovermusic.ca. Check out that website, You Discover Music. One big word is an amazing website with all these great, fabulous releases. You Discover Music Canada. Discover more about the world's greatest music. Youdiscovermusic.ca. We are rocking and rolling on Randy's Vinyl Tap with songs that are mistitled. Here's a song from this band formed in the late 60s, 1968. They've been around a long time. They had a big hit with Joni Mitchell's This Flight Tonight. But here's a song of theirs that is misnamed. They are called Nazareth. They're from Scotland. Nazareth was incredible. Dan McCafferty, Pete Agnew, Manny Charlton, and Daryl Sweet. The song is called, and it mistitled, Hair of the Dog. That was Nazareth with Hair of the Dog. And now we're going to uh, give you Led Zeppelin, who have many, many, many misnamed songs that have nothing to do with the song. One of them would be the Immigrant Song. Ah, and we're not going to play that. We're going to play this one. This is Led Zeppelin, 1973, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. It was a top 50 song from their album, Houses of the Holy, nominated for a Grammy Award in 1974. Here's Led Zeppelin with a song that is mistitled Over the Hills and Far Away. That should be called. I really want to know. But they called it Over the Hills and Far Away. Thank you, Page and Plant, for confusing us all. That was Led Zeppelin. This song is by The Who. They never really mention the title. They get close to it. I just want an excuse to play this song. I particularly like this song, It's Won't Get Fooled Again, uh, which they never say. They say, Don't Get Fooled Again. But I met Pete Townsend, like many times, in the late 60s in London. And then I met him about 10 years ago when they premiered Tommy at the Stratford Festival in Ontario, Stratford, Ontario. And I was sitting behind Pete Towns, we got to talk again. And I said to him, well, you're my favorite guitar player who doesn't play many solos. He said, I know, I'm stuck on power guitar because John Entrell is all over the place on bass. 
and the Keith Moon all over the place on drums, so I've got to hold it together. But in this song, because there's a little synthesizer going, keeping the beat for him, he plays some really cool, great guitar solos, so listen for that. And the drums in this are amazing. Here is The Who, 1971, written by Pete Townsend. He's written all of their hits. He's a great songwriter from the album called Who's Next? Won't Get Fooled Again. great to have a classic rock song with a symphonic ending. How many symphonies end that way? It's really cool. You're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast. All the songs I'm playing are available on Spotify. To find them, go to randybackman.com slash vinyl tap and hit the link at the bottom of the page. You'll find the songs there. That's it for now. I'll be back with another Vinyl Tap podcast real soon.